Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead, and co-host, Micah Curran. See, I got you two times. I've gotten this in. And we also have Fuhrer. Oh, wait. No, can't say that one. <laughs> Alicia. <laughs> we were trying we're to figure out what wor- you're... We're still working on a title. Still workshopping your name. Can't can't yeah. say that one. Okay. So <laughs> Fuhrer is off the list. All right. How about how about because it's we're because of our our topic today, Sheriff Alicia. Do, do can we can we run with Sheriff or Deputy? I don't know. Never really had any interest in law enforcement. Oh, okay. School teacher Alicia. Definitely you were drown you were drowning in this opening. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and restart. This is awful. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead, and I've got with me co-host Micah, and we also have Alicia here. We don't have her fun nickname yet. I am so sorry about that. But we're going to be talking about one of your, you said this is your favorite in the series? Yeah, Back to the Future 3 is my favorite of the trilogy. Fantastic. All right, so we're going to go be and start talking about that today. Micah, before we start, you the last episode that we recorded, you brought in something fun to share, kind of like how Scott does on his podcast. Do you have any fun stories that are nerd-related? Man, you put me on the spot. Um. I mean, not really, other than like, you know, we, we've been both redoing kind of like our spaces where we podcast. Um, yeah. And Alicia has kind of redone the room that she works from home in. And uh, I, Amazon Prime Day was this, uh, they did the two day Prime Day thing this week and uh, was able to land some pretty cool Star Wars merch. And so um, what are the bobblehead things called? Uh, uh, Bonko Pop. Okay. Funko? Funko Pop. Okay. So I got an Ahsoka one, which is really cool. And she had both of her lightsabers of Jordan. I sent you a picture of that. And then uh, I got a... I've been looking for it for a couple of months, but like I redid my bathroom. uh, One of the bathrooms we have upstairs in our house, and it's all Star Wars. And so I have been looking for a New Hope black or a picture to go along with my Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So today, Alicia and I were actually running around doing some errands this morning, and I found one, finally. And nice. so, as a completionist, um, I've got all three. So, I don't know if that's nerdy enough for you. Um, oh, it is. Absolutely, it is. I, uh, For me, I'm kind of doing the same thing, but I'm, I'm redoing my office a little bit. Um, we recently did some some big renovations at my church uh, with, with the the student cafe and so i'm taking the paint and i'm going to be redoing my office with the leftover paint and you guys actually gifted this to me i got uh some small posters of the mcu and so it's uh avengers age of ultron infinity war and endgame and then i bought a pack of five poster frames and it also uh had like a bunch of the single movies their their first movie in this this folder thing and so I did the uh, the first Avenger, and so I plan on once I get my office um, started to be worked on, I'm planning on putting that up on the wall right at the wall I look at. Um, so all five of those posters will be uh, right above my couch, and I'm really excited to have that. So a lot of lot of remodeling doing or being done. Um, so it's exciting stuff. So we're talking Back to the Future Part 
three. Alicia, do you have any reason why it's your favorite or what are your favorite parts about this movie? Um, we were talking about it earlier today. Um, it's always been my favorite. And I think that I think part of it is stem. It stems from just the simplicity of the old West. Um, I don't know. Just there's something so simple about the way they lived. There were some really fun parts in there. Um and I also think that it just brings a good conclusion to the trilogy. Um, it all kind of just points right back to the original, um, does all the no- the nods appropriately. I think that um, I was watching a little bit, a little bit, little bit of it um, right before we started recording. And the part the ve- at the very beginning where the clocks are ticking on in part one, um, the stuff is moving around to make him breakfast and to get the dog fed. Um, there's actually a part in part three about that. There's a cuckoo clock, um, but he's frying the egg on the cast iron still skillet. Mm. And it's just, I don't know. Like it just, it, it, I think it brings the story back. There's just such a good ending um, to the trilogy. That's probably why I like it the best. I gotcha. Micah, what are your thoughts to this movie? Do you, do you like it? Do you not? Is it the strongest? Is it the weakest? Is it the middle of the trilogy? What are your thoughts? Okay, you're whispering like we're golfing. Um, the he's coming like, up on par four, par three. We're he's on, he's three. he's on shot two of a par four. He's got to get on the green. Um, no, I I would probably put this movie at like the second slot. Um, okay. I think the first one is iconic, and I think the first one's the best, like the best in my opinion. And I would probably put two at the end, which is funny because I think all three of us have a different opinion which one we like the best, or because yep. we like two first. And I like one first and, and Alicia like three first. So we all have a different um, order. Yeah. And if you say you don't, Jordan, I've got audio of you saying that you like Back to the Future the most. <laughs> I, I, I like part two. The, it it kind of depends on the day anymore. It's one of those. I really like part one. But growing up, I loved part two more. Yeah. And I never really got into part three. And so like the older I get, I think I like part one more. But I still have like this nostalgic love for part two. Yeah. So Alicia and I were driving around doing some stuff this morning and um, I asked her the very question that you just asked us, like, Alicia, why do you like Back to the Future 3 more? And I was like, I was trying to think of it, but like, I like some of the payoffs that you get throughout the the writing of this entire trilogy um, and how they continue the story. Like, I remember being a young child and my grandmother introduced me to these uh, films and my mother and my grandmother both. Um, and I remember uh if you can remember what a vhs is she saw them on tv and was able to record them for me right and so like i remember seeing back to the future three for the first time and i just thought that that train as a time machine was just incredible after seeing the delorean in the first two films and you see the progression of the story through all three films but like what it takes to power the time machine the first one was plutonium the second one was the food processor with uh mr fusion and then in the third one you get steam like it's steam and it's even foretold early in the first one when he's trying to make ice cubes right so like he's 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 always think doc doc brown is always thinking um and then how they were able to transfer hill valley throughout the three films the first one the original you know 1985 hill valley second one in the future and then the third one in two the old west into the late 1800s like you see the there's no roads and like you see the clock for the courthouse and you see that the courthouse is being built um 
and just like what we see as the modern day town that is Hill Valley. Um, there's just so many good moments that pay off in the writing that basically try pay homage to the third film and then run full circle back into what we know as 1985 as they get to the, you know, back to the future. Haha. <laughs> back to kind the future. Of wrote the town as if it was a character itself. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the other things I really enjoy was Anna Lucia made this point as we were driving around this morning, but like, you know, Mar- Marty finally learns the lesson that it's okay to kind of walk away at, at times of your life when there's controversy. Right. And so he, uh, hates to be called a chicken. He hates to be called yellow. He hates to be called, you know, a name or a nobody or anything like that. And he gets a temper throughout the movies. But in the third one, he finally faces that adversity and he wears the metal plate from the stove and he's able to avoid the gunshot when Tannen shoots at him. If you watch Back to the Future 2, Biff's sitting in the hot tub with the girls and uh marty throws the he turns the movie off and throws the thing in the and the jacuzzi with biff and he said time's over biff or time's up or movie's over or whatever it's clint eastwood and that's where he gets the idea to wear the the bulletproof vest and which is funny because in the first one when doc brown gets shot for stealing the plutonium marty writes him a letter in 1955 and he just tells him hey uh you need to protect yourself and bulletproof vest he's like i thought you and then you know doc brown was like well uh, you know what the hell like <laughs> You know, like I figured you you can't, you know, like, and so like, and I think the lesson we, Alicia and I really reflected on the lessons this morning, uh, reflected on the lessons learned, like even Doc Brown, like he's like, you can't mess up the future. You can't do this. And like, when they finally go back to 1985, uh, Jennifer wakes up and they go to, uh, Marty goes to show her where the, the, the DeLorean got run over by the train and they finally see that Doc Brown is okay. And he comes back in the train version of the time machine. And mm-hmm. she was like, Dr. Brown, I got this thing and I brought it from the future and it erased. And she's like, of course, everybody's future is up to themselves. What you do will reflect what happens to you in the future. And it, it's just a beautiful story that's told. And like we talk about, you know, great trilogies like The Lord of the Rings. And we talk about Star Wars trilogies. We talk about, you know, different trilogies in the history of cinema. I don't I think Back to the Future is probably the best story written told over three films told over mm-hmm. three films and they all piggyback off each other and they all like there's this without a, being too much yes and there's just a continued circle of writing and well, this story this go ahead sorry i mean all three films are essentially the same film mm-hmm. formatted differently in a and different think, time period and like you said at the beginning like all three of us at one point in time would have disagreed with who or which one was our favorite. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what, which one your favorite is because you are like, it's it's the same film told over and over and over again. And there's the same themes, but eventually like if you go and watch it all, like everything points back to each other. And it's kind of like the, the Spider-Man meme where everybody's like pointing at each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about where they're all like, and it's kind of like that. It's, you know, they, they point to each other. They, they start to tell each other stories. They help you see the grand scheme of things. When you, when you sit down and watch all three of them repeatedly, um, like we have over the years, because like you said, this is a great trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, think about it in the third one at the end, when the guy's trying to get him to race the two trucks, mm-hmm. try to race each other. Needles is trying to get him to race. And he changes his mind because in the second one, you see that he breaks his hand and he's not able to play guitar anymore. 
And so like if not realizing those two things are related though either. Right. And so like when they go to race, he's like, You think I'm gonna race that a hole? And it's it's crazy because that car runs out in front of him, which would have been what happened to him with an accident, which would have, you know, uh prevented him to, from being a good musician. And so uh, there's just so many good moments where you're like, oh, this is connected to this and this is connected to that. And there's still like, even with like the, not even the main cast, like Goldie Wilson, like he's, he's a part of the story that's told too. like the mom and the dad, like George McFly. Like, I think there's redemption for them because like, if you look at the first one, George is a workaholic that's being bullied by Biff, even from high school through his career. And then his mom's an alcoholic, like, <laughs> And by the end of it, he's like the successful author and the mom looks super healthy and well. And she's not like, you know, got her head stuck in a bottle. Like it's, I, I would go out on a limb and say it's the greatest trilogy of all time. Story-wise, writing-wise, like you can talk Star Wars, which is like, I think it's just a different genre. And I think it's fair to say that, but like with the. If you're talking pure trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Things like Marvel, you can't really incorporate star wars is a trilogy of trilogies and and it mm-hmm. and it hits differently per generation but i feel like because back to the future is solely a trilogy i don't think that anybody can ever argue it and i told alicia too like my grandfather my late grandfather like was a huge western fan he loved clint eastwood he loved john wayne he loved um I can't ever think of his name, but like he, he had the Western channel on my, on my grandparents had for years. They had direct TV or satellite or whatever. He had to have the Western channel so he could watch old Westerns and black and white. My grandpa does too. Uh, Gene Audrey, uh, Audrey, Audrey, yeah. I, I, whatever. Right. So like my point is that he, I wasn't always the biggest fan of Westerns, but I would sit and watch those with him because that's something he liked to do. Um, and, uh, and my own, walk and journey with with cinema i wasn't a big fan of westerns but like back to the future three i like that and i think it was because like you said jordan they transformed the town and the town was its own character and the characters transferred over different periods of time and you get all these different moments where that story is still the same but it's being told in a different light and I appreciate that. So, like, I think that was uh, a great well, way to say it—that the the town is its own character. Oh, absolutely! So it's 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 a piece of storytelling that when you, when you're filming, when you go in and you you are doing when you when you are creating something, and you can take take part of the the story and say, okay, well, like Gotham. Think about Batman for a second. Gotham is a character in itself mm-hmm. like you see the people you see the way that the town is shaped you go in and, and just Gotham especially in the comics um, there was a series called all-star western and it was basically they they kind of did what um, back to the future trilogy did and they were like okay well well Gotham back in the old west is like this small upcoming western town and like it's it's a boom town kind of starting to to make its way. And I'm like, that's really cool that they can they can do that. And it when you create a character and they don't have to speak, they don't have to 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 do different things, but you're always paying attention because it's like once once back to the future at the end, you start to see, oh, there was the the twin pine mall, and then at the end of it, it's the lone pine mall. 
And then you go in and you look at the clock tower. Oh, hey, that's being built in the third one. You go in and like, like you said, you, you just see all these different things that happen because of the way they change things. But the town changes and then you start to see it in the next film and then the next film. And like it just you go through the whole thing and it's it's really, really cool when you can create something kind of out of nothing. What was your what was your favorite part of the third one? I know we kind of been jumping around from from the perspective of the trilogy, but like what's your favorite part of Alicia? What was your favorite part of the third one? Okay, I'll start. My favorite part is when uh, Marty makes it to what we know as Hill Valley, and uh, he calls Tannen Mad Dog, and Mad Dog hates it. Right? Yeah, that's like a nickname that he doesn't like, and they chase him, and they're hang. They're going to hang him. He's like, I, I think it's you know high time that we had a hanging in this town, and they're trying to hang him from next to the courthouse, and then Doc Brown shows up and he shoots him with this rifle, like a sniper rifle, like a modern day sniper rifle, and shoots him down, and he's like. Marty, who in the world gave you these clothes? You're like you're likely to get shot. And he's like, <laughs> you did. <laughs> That's probably my favorite like moment slash line. But he's like, it's good to see you, Marty. And like, uh, he's like, Marty, I gave you ins- explicit instructions to stay in 1985. And he has to tell them, you know, what's going on. And um, but that part where he's like, Marty, who in the world gave you those clothes? And he's like, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you think of one, or can we? You want to go to Jordan? No, I've got one. Um, I love it happens twice in this in this one where Marty is trying to talk to Doc about something and Doc says, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. And the second time when he tells him, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally, he's like, yeah, 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 I know. Like, because he's already had that conversation with Doc, but that version of Doc hasn't had that conversation with him yet. I think it's funny. I thought you were going to say the buckshots and the rabbits that. that... No, we talked about that. I just, <laughs> it, it is quite again to the very simple time. Like he comes in with a rabbit dinner and he goes There's to eat it. And he it. Starts, yeah. He starts <laughs> spitting out the pieces of the bullet during the meal. And he's like, and the water not being clear. Ooh. Jordan, what was your favorite part? I really like the train scene at the end. It was a single was ice cube in the iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> i really liked the uh the train scene where they're having to, to continually like get the next fuel piece in mm-hmm. and then there's the whole fight because i feel like how how genius is it that in a movie where it's all time-based and everything is relative because of you're you're jumping through time and like you can change time and whatnot because you've got the the thing and so they they he pushes him he he goes back in time at the very end of the film and then he has to hurry and get out because another train crushes it. And I think that's one of my favorites is to know that like a train saved you, but a train can, can take you out just as quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked that scene. What did you guys think of, of Buford mad dog Tannen? We talked in, in the first episode of, of the trilogy since we've covered it about how um, sadistic of a villain Biff is. Um, what was your your thought of his his ancestor as as Buford Mad Dog Tannen? I like this version of Biff the best. Why? Because he's really dumb, <laughs> and it makes him funny. Like I that, no, that's just so stupid. Because he's really dumb. <laughs> dumb, like it just again, like we I, we talked about when we recorded the second the second version, um, for the second movie, like. 
the reason I have such a hard time with the second one is because Biff is not a bully. He's a villain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And three, he's back to being a bully. And it's easy to outsmart him because he's just not. And I know, I'm, I'm sorry, this sounds terrible. Like, I like him because he's dumb. But, like, he just, I don't know. There's just something so simple about that. A little bit of com- comedic relief. He's, yeah. not, he's not as dumb as his lackeys. And, and Jordan, I asked Alicia this last night. I was like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments, another one of my favorite moments in the film is when, uh, at the end of the movie, when his lackeys are like, hey, I think Beeford's going to jail. And they try to run away, and then Doc Brown takes the rope and just kind of rips it out from under him and gets them all. <laughs> He's like, I think you're right. I think I think Beeford's going to jail. And they all think they're going to get away, and little did they know That's Doc funny. Brown was going to save the day. I, I think that I think that when I was a kid, I saw I saw him as he was he was still pretty you know scary for being you know a villain. But again, I think to Jordan's credit and the second one, I think he was a, he was he was crazier in the second one, but for different reasons. Right? We learn that he's the reason that Marty's dad is dead in the alternate universe of of you know the future. Um, or the alternate, I'm sorry, the alternate version of 1985 when they go back. Um, and then the first one, he's basically raping Marty's mother. Uh, there's this, he's just, you know, that stuff wouldn't fly today. Right. So like he is very, very sinister in the first one. And in the second one, he's like, he's like a cold blooded killer. And this one, I agree. Alicia, he's just dumber, dumber in a box of rocks sometimes. And, you know, I think Mad Dog's a cool name. I don't know why he got so upset about that, but like I think that's a pretty cool, cool name to be or a nickname to be uh you know, Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Um and to your point, another line during that section when he saves Marty from being hanged, he <laughs> he was like, You owe me money, blacksmith. He's like, I already done shot that horse. Like <laughs> You idiot! You're the one who killed the horse. Like it wasn't had no, it didn't have nothing to do with with him being a bad blacksmith. It was just that he was an idiot. Jordan, what were your thoughts on on Mad Dog Tannen? I feel like you guys kind of already hit the point. You <laughs> loved his handlebar mustache. I did. It was he was uniquely different. Um, but yeah, he he kind of encompassed the whole aloof kind of stupid. He kind of was like you go and you look at some great villains of our time. You have Heath Ledger's Joker. You have um, Michael Keaton as Vulture. You have Thanos. You have, um, I mean, so many different. Go listen characters. to that Darth episode Mar- of the podcast. Do what? Go listen to that episode of the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, you you've got so many great villains, and to kind of look at this and be like, you're a villain. For a villain's sake, you, we we needed a villain in the story, mm-hmm. but we didn't necessarily need like a villain. We needed a bully. We just needed yeah. someone to keep this story going and to to repeat the process of what we've already done the first two times, because it's not really about the villain this movie as much as it is. This is Marty coming to grips with the story and the the lessons he's been learning over the past two films. Like ultimately, if you if you break this movie down, like you said earlier, Micah, he's learning from his mistakes. He's learning from the whole 
well i'm chicken i'm yellow i'm fill in the blank with any other word that the future used like you re- you really want to say that about me like i'll fight you i'll i'm, I'm not gonna let that slide and then in this movie he's like mm, i'm gonna have to learn to not be reactive but to learn how to respond and mm-hmm. so i think that he this villain just was more comedic relief in a lot of ways um i don't think that he's gonna go down as the best villain ever can't put yeah. him in that hall of fame but but no. i think i think he did what he needed to do i think what, this villain was there and did the the job that was needed to be done what did you guys think of the the fact that doc brown has a love interest in this that might be part of the reason why i like it so much because it had there was something different about the third one old people falling that in story love. he was an old band. romance Dude, she would have been dead by the time Marty was born. She was dead. I know. <laughs> because the it wasn't the Clint Eastwood, yeah. whatever. It was whatever her character's name is. It's escaping me right now. But is the ravine Claire, was named Claire after her. Like um, Clayton. Clayton, Clayton Ravine. So you guys were okay with that? What did you guys actually think of him falling in love and getting married and having children of his own and like like alicia said it was for me it was a nice touch because you they really focused on marty and jennifer um and the first one is a love interest and you know he's like i gotta get back i, I hope she's okay like I, I you know and even the second one yes um i was gonna say i feel like their love story was more in the second one the first one was more of a marty story i mean don't get me wrong like she was there he wanted to get back to her but I feel like their love story was more in the second movie than yeah. really in the first one. So you didn't care that Doc fell in love, Jordan? No, I, I, I'm pro him falling in love and having kids and having kids. I, I thought it was a good part of the story because honestly, like if you think about what would have, what could have happened to the future if they didn't get together because she didn't exist in their future. Yeah. What did you I thought it was funny that they didn't name their kids Jules Verne. Mm-hmm. Like Jules and Verne. Jules and Verne, yeah. Yeah. So um if you could have changed anything about this film, what would you have changed? Or would you? Alicia, since it's your favorite of all time. Of the three. Um I'm really good with these on the spot questions, aren't I? Um, <laughs> MVP status over there. <laughs> um, That's her nickname. I don't know. MVP. I, no. Um, I veto. Um, I, I thought it was kind of weird that the older versions of his ancestors were him and his mom's character, like the actors. I thought that was kind of weird. Does that make sense what I'm saying? It's been a minute since I watched it. Did so Leah Thompson, roll? Leah Thompson plays like his... his ancestral great great grandmother, whatever, and then he plays himself as his as the past. Like his great great grandfather. He, he he was also yes. his own yes. grandfather. Yes. yes, yes. Um, so that was I felt like that was kind of weird because it's like him married to his mom, which kind of happened in the second first one. 
in the first one when those two fell in love like yeah that was so i always thought that was kind of weird like i get what they were trying to do because they did that in the in the second one when they did their future selves so i get it but it still felt weird to me so i'd probably change the person who played that character nothing against leah thompson i think she's great jordan would you change anything Um, more know. Huey Lewis in the news throughout the whole movie. Yeah, more music with the spinning guitars and the spinning drums. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I said I thought that. you were going to say that was your favorite part. No, the part where they're at the 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 town. I don't know what do you want to call it. Town gathering Festival, where Festival. they start the clock. Yeah, where they introduce the clock for the the courthouse. The the snare drum. The guy can just flip it. It's so cool. The I'm guitars like, too. Yeah, I'm like, man, I wish I could. I wish I had a snare drum like that marching band in high school. Like I would have. <laughs> I've been flipping that drum. I'd have probably get in trouble for like in the middle of the show, just like flipping the drum like for no reason. Um, yeah, it's a. It's just an iconic movie. Which um, did you guys think that it was just a good and fitting ending to the trilogy? I think it wrapped it up really nice. I think that like I'm going to get a little bit of flack here. I think that this series could easily be redone. I don't want it to be. Watch I think it, I, I I know. I know. I think it could be easily redone because no. there's so many technological advances and there's like different ways that you could retell the story and you could you could do it like as a Disney Plus series or whatever. Um I wouldn't want it done. And I hope that this stays the way it is because it, it just it ended very well and it kind of concluded really, really nicely. But I feel like you could easily go in and be like, hey, like we're going to do some time travel shenanigans and and you could you could retell that story very easily. Um, I don't know that it would be well received because I think this is kind of like it's too cult classic for that. It is. Yeah. And I, I would argue I don't think it's a cult classic. I think it's just a straight classic. I don't think there's like I don't think it's small enough and, and that there's not enough of a like of a following. That's true. That's fair. Like I like when when I think a cult classic, I think about like Napoleon Dynamite. Like there's no way that people don't watch that and, and have at least some gut reaction. Either like, man, that was awesome or That was uh, the worst thing ever. Yeah, like like there, there's no in between. Um and, and I don't I don't know that anybody could really ever say I hated this movie. They can say like, oh, it was okay if, yeah. if it wasn't their cup of tea, but I don't think that this is one that people would not go to the theater to go see. Like yeah. if they threw it back in the movie theater, um, I can almost guarantee they would, they would go and try and see it. So, yeah, I definitely would. If they did like a remastered version or something, um, or even like when they released Jurassic park in 3d, I went and saw that. Oh yeah. Well, the didn't you guys go and see uh return of the Jedi? Did you guys go see Return of the Jedi in theater? I don't think we ended up going to see that. But um, for some reason, I thought you guys went and saw that. And I know Will did. That's right. You guys ended up not doing it because you guys got your you guys returned your tickets or something like that. We had something else going on and it was just like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, I think that. um, There's been talk of making a fourth one. Which is I just just leave it alone. No, 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 no. It's like one of those there are certain movies like this and definitely a classic um you just don't touch it like it just 
it's sacred. Like I said, you can <laughs> you leave it alone. You shouldn't. You should just leave it alone because it's 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 perfect. I mean, yes, we could say, oh, change this, change that, but I think for the most part, it's perfect the way that it is. Absolutely. I, I would have a hard time watching a remake. I would too. Yeah, but I I feel like we're in a world where we're getting all these live action remakes of Disney movies and we're gonna get a new Yeah, Harry but Potter Back to the Future series. wasn't animated. Yes, but but like even Harry Potter, we're getting a, a TV event of mm. Harry Potter where it's gonna be like seasons of short short seasons where it's gonna tell the the full story instead of like like a snippet from each book. Um I still think they need I feel to leave like it you alone. Could, you could do it. I just I just don't think you should. Yeah. Yeah, should and could are two very different things. It's kind of like a lesson Marty learned. You could most <laughs> of the time, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. And I was even thinking while you were talking, like it might be neat to explore kind of that scenario, but in a different location. So not doing it in California, like doing it on the East Coast or doing it in like a northern state or overseas or something like that. But even then, like it's just I don't know. It, it wouldn't be as good. I don't. I just don't think it would be as good. Yeah, completely agree with you, Micah. Did you have any other thoughts to this film? No, I just you know just kind of like the you know, to kind of bring it all uh, to a close. Like you know we've done episodes on the other two, and if you want to listen to those, go check those out. Like, but I. It's very rare, and like we hit on it earlier, being one of the greatest trilogies of all time. But like, it's very rare that like you see a conclusion to a story done so well, where people mm-hmm. can just ride off into the sunset, and this is truly the end of a movie, right? Or at the end of a trilogy. Um, and if you think of like movies in the '90s, like I don't know, like Wayne's World, for example, like they always they had a second one, right? The second one wasn't nearly going to be as was wasn't going to be nearly as good as the first one. Um, you look at, I don't know, name another movie where they made a second one and maybe even a third one. But like by the time you get to the second one and by the time you get to the third one, those jokes, those ideas, the story, it gets kind of old. And it's not written very well, whether it's a different director, whether it's completely different writing or a different story. Um, it just gets old and it's not done very well. And you, Jordan, you've talked about this too. Like it's very rare when you get three movies or four movies in a franchise. And I think we hit on this hard in the Thor series with Thor, Love and Thunder with Taika Waititi, but like, it's very rare that you're going to get that well of a conclusion to a series or a set of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did it really well with back to the future, everything from like, kind of like tying up all those loose ends to they, they destroyed the time machine. And doc Brown said that in the first one, he's like, I got to destroy that stupid time machine. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, they destroyed the time machine and now you know and the lessons that were learned were learned and you know marty and jennifer can ride off into the sunset and actually write their own feature instead of the future being told for them um and that they know what to avoid doc brown gets his happy ending he's still an inventor he gets married he has children the time machine's still a thing you know it's just such a there's payoffs right we talk about payoffs all the time and the payoffs in this this movie are are really well done um and like every time I watch it, you know it's going to be okay. But Jordan, you talked about the train thing at the end, where you're like, "Are they going to get the thing in the thing, you know, quick enough? Are they going to be able to make, you know, get it up to 88 miles an hour? Are they going to be able to cross that bridge and actually make it back to the future?" 
you know that they're going to, but I'm like, oh, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's just such a good, well-told story. And there's such good pacing throughout this movie. And, and there's not many films that can do that. Right. right. And the other two as well. But yeah. 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 I completely agree with you. So, all right. Well, we are, have run out of time. So, guys, thank you so much um, for for hitting the Back to the Future trilogy. I appreciate you guys because you guys basically carried this one on your backs um, <laughs> to the future. But I'm sh- um, it was a pleasure. I appreciate it. You guys, uh, you know, this is, this definitely is a series that we love. Um, this is one that, um, like you said, Micah, it's, it's just perfect from, from start to finish. Like there's, there's, I mean, there's clearly a few things that maybe we don't agree with in 2023, but overall it's, it's still really good stuff. So, um, absolutely love it. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, and, and for all of you out there listening, thank you for, for your continued support. Um, we would love for you to check us out on Facebook and TikTok, Instagram. We've got a few different things out there, um, but new week or each week we put out new episodes. So definitely check us out next week here on Nerd Talk.